Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas's ultimate sports fan destination. All right, welcome back. It is noon on a uh, Tuesday. That was weird. I looked at the door because it was kind of propped open, and it closed itself. But then I realized no Cody Fincher just walked ah, by. okay. Good. I was like, it has well, to be knows. somebody who works in sports knows about the door. Of course. Yeah, and they got it fixed. All right, it's time for uh, all of your top sports stories in one place. Wolfing down your lunch. Rick is here with those stories. Rick. What's up, guys? What's up, dude? All right. According to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Trade talks are ramping up for Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Rappaport said a trade would probably also mean an altered contract for the star wideout. How little are you guys willing to receive in return for Hopkins? Uh, I just, I'm not. I, I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm not going to like the trade, but that it's probably inevitable. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that one right there. Um, what am I willing to accept? I don't want to go below a second round pick. About anything. <laughs> You're, that sounds like willing it's, to go beyond a second round I'm just saying right now, again, knowing that um, Coulter, and this is the thing that is hurting the Arizona Cardinals. Not only the fact DeAndre Hopkins wants a new contract as well with the team he's going to go to, but also... Man, they know it's hard. What are you going to get for somebody when you know you've got to move them? And the Cardinals know they got to move them. And guess who else knows that? Literally everybody. Everybody else. And that's so what are you willing to accept? I'll take a fourth round pick at this point in time. And and I'll take a player who's a starter. Okay. If you're giving me a fourth rounder and a starter, that's different. Okay. Okay. I just it, it's the one of the toughest things in the world to get back when you have lost it is leverage and they don't have it right now. All right, the men's basketball head coaching position at Providence is now open with Ed Cooley jumping to Big East rival Georgetown. And today the Athletic listed ASU coach Bobby Hurley as one of the names to look out for for the job. If Hurley takes the job, he will be in the same conference as his brother Dan, who coaches UConn. Should the Sun Devils hand out an extension sooner than later so they don't lose Hurley to the Big East? Yeah, they should. <laughs> they, just, they just won 23 games in a year that, I mean, <laughs> what, Marcus Bagley was on the team at the start of the year and then ended up playing, like, what, two or three games and they still made the tournament? Yeah, yeah look... We've had a version of this conversation already this week. It's not about settling and saying, well, this is all I ever want for ASU is to be right on the bubble and and, and get into the tournament and play in the first four. Right. This is a step, what they just did this season, a huge step, I would say, in the right direction. you you got to keep this guy around. You can't ask him to coach one year without an extension after this year. And and if they don't, if he ends up going somewhere else, Wolf, because they're just like, eh, we'll just get somebody else. 
this falls into my list of like three things I'm really looking forward to being very unhappy about on the air. Yeah. That would be one of them. Okay, that might be, be the one. top of the list, actually. Yeah, they got to go ahead. They got to extend them, in my opinion. Um, I understand if you're a little reticent when it comes to that. I understand why you would be. But for me, it's all about expectation. And this is not a reflection of Bobby Hurley. I love Bobby Hurley. Respect him greatly. Love his coaching style. But, yeah, you gotta, you got to go ahead and extend him. Or somebody like Providence, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Somebody else is going to take him at some point. Yeah. All right, the World Baseball Classic Final is tonight between Japan and the United States. With current D-back and former ASU pitcher Merrill Kelly getting the start for Team USA. This takes us to our Sanderson Ford poll question up now at ArizonaSports.com. Team USA's Merrill Kelly is slated to start versus Japan in the World Baseball Classic Final. Who you got, Japan or USA? USA. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go USA, but Shohei Otani's probably going to pitch and hit in this game. Shohei. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go USA. Yeah, I'm going to go Team USA, of course. We won the last one, correct? Yeah. Yes, Japan has won two, though. They've, they've won two, but that was early on. Yeah. So well, I did Not say, like the invention of baseball early on, just like, you know, 2010. Yeah, just a lot more players are playing in the World Baseball Classic. A lot more Major League Baseball players are playing. It does feel like it, it has, for whatever reason, perceptually been a bigger deal this year. All right. I will vote USA. 84% of the vote is uh, for USA. Of I think that's I think it's probably should be a little more split there, but you know, the, the voting audience is probably Team USA fans, so we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. At least they don't allow the pitch clock in the WBC. <laughs> so I stand and applaud for that. Good. You can you can watch all six hours. Tonight. We're going to watch baseball. That's what we're going to do. We're going to watch it because we actually like it. We're going to watch baseball. Yeah, they've made it And not fun. worry about how long it's actually going to take. They've There's not 162 fun. World Baseball Classic games. Hey, listen. I'm just saying right now we're gonna play baseball all right well speaking of baseball i was gonna ask you guys a different question however this was just uh tweeted out by nick pecoro carson kelly the d-backs catcher has a fractured forearm uh manager tori lovello said he'll obviously be out a while Though Lavello did not offer a timetable, so this question is mostly catered to Luke. Um, does this give the opportunity, you know, for Gabriel Moreno to step up and be, you know, the catcher of the future for the D-backs? You know, we're going to ask. Um, I, we're having Mike Fitzgerald or Amiel Sade on this week, but we're definitely asking him that question because that Gabriel Moreno, who seen a little bit in spring, but that was like the crown jewel of that uh, Dalton Varsho trade that everybody in Toronto is like, oh, I can't believe we gave up Gabriel Moreno. Yeah. So, yeah, I would assume so. This is the next logical step, I guess. I, I don't understand the question for the most part. He was always going to be the guy. I think so, right? Yeah. I, mean, you know, you, I, I know yeah. that in theory, you had to move one of your outfielders because you couldn't play them all, but yeah. you didn't have to move Dalton Varsho unless you were getting something good back. Exactly right. They're, they're going to count on him playing a lot. 
All right, that was it. That was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, uh, Rick. We appreciate that right there. And I want to remind you that Rock and Roll Hall of Famers Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks are heading to Chase Field for one night only on December 8th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair of tickets now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, hmm, <laughs> I don't know how to read this. Who has the toughest schedule left among the top 10 Western Conference teams in the NBA, Wolf? We'll find out next. They play in downtown Phoenix. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Every time I hear this song... As a rejoin wolf, I feel like I either need to speak really quickly or play Guitar Hero. Did you ever play Guitar Hero? No. Oh, you gotta play Guitar Hero. Um, I think I still I'll pass have it. On that. No, I don't. I think you you say that, but then you play it and you'd be like, "Oh, they have yes. Alice in Chains on here because they do." Yeah, right. They do. Look, you saw me dance, all right? No, I you actually missed that part. You missed that part? I missed part? that part. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I okay. missed that. You were... Yeah, I missed some good stuff at I that don't point. need to be playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Said everybody ever before they played Guitar Hero. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. All right, well, I have it somewhere, I'm sure. That's like a hard story. pass on the comp. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it in, and we're going to play it on all four of these TVs in the studio. The uh, Sun's remaining schedule is um, it doesn't just look tough, like, oh, well, we've got 11 games left and they got some pretty good teams in there. It actually is the <laughs> toughest of all the top 10 teams in the Western Conference. It only gets better for the Phoenix it Suns, really ladies does. and gentlemen. It's literally raining on our parade outside right now and inside, uh, starting with the Lakers tomorrow. But, um, yeah, it is. It's, it's the toughest schedule of the 10 teams <laughs> that are currently in playoff or play-in spots in the uh, the Western Conference. Now, look, if the Suns were at full strength, I don't think anybody would really care about their schedule because you figure they're going to beat most teams. But now, when you're trying to grind out some wins, and that's what they're trying to do, it would be nice to have a few more games against San Antonio and teams that only hear Victor Wembanyama when, when you call their name. That sounds like a line from a song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I, you know, again, I I just want to be clear on this, Masonians. I, I do not splatter easily. I'm not one of these guys that I, I don't hit the panic button easily. I, I don't get ruffled. I understand it's a long season, and the problem with the long season is now you're seeing it through a very tight window. And to your point, the remainder of this season is the hardest from a schedule perspective in the association. So now, how are you going to finish when you don't have Kevin Durant and don't even know when Kevin Durant will be back definitely? We, we think we know when he's going to be back, but don't know for sure. I don't know, but it's starting to become a little unsettling to me. Can I can I put it in the unsettled category as opposed to the panic? You you can even though you do carry a panic button around with you at all times. That uh, was given to it me. It was given to you. Yes. 
but you still have it. Where is that thing, by the way? I told you, I told you this the other day. I was I was looking for a press pass to get into somewhere, and my panic button because Aaron gave us each a panic yeah, button. Right, mine's in my glove compartment, and right. I left my my press pass <laughs> at home. So like I'm digging for it in the glove compartment. Every five seconds, the panic button's just going off <laughs> as the game starts, and I don't have my pass. It was it was almost too fitting. Very appropriate. Uh, the Suns have eleven games left. If if they just stick to the if they stick exactly to the KD will be reevaluated in three weeks timeline. That would uh, that would be before the Denver game on March 31st. At that point, if he just magically came back then, he'd have six games to go. Now, we had the clip from Shams yesterday saying <laughs> saying they could reevaluate him late this week or early next week. And the hope was to have him back by before the end of March or early April, which pretty much covers every possible outcome. Thanks, yeah, Shams, very right. much. Is there a point, though, Wolf, just in terms of number of games where you're like, they got to have him back for five more games, five games at the end of the year? Because that, that, to me, is the number. Yeah, five. Yeah. I'll go six, okay? <laughs> uh, I'll go six. I don't um, think you're getting more than six. I think that's the limit. See, I, I refuse to believe that. I, I do. Uh, again, I'm expecting the Suns to over-deliver on this. I am. I think it's a situation where they're, they're going to look at this. They know what they're up against, especially if they start to lose a couple more games. Yeah. Um. Look out, everybody. Somebody run, because I will be pushing that panic button. When you hear that panic button on the Wolf and Luke show, if, if I am pushing it, ladies and gentlemen, you know this is bad. It's really, really bad, because I'm the last one to know on something like this. And the reason being is because I was a player. And I constantly have that mindset of, hey, listen, I I got this. All is well. I know it doesn't look good on the outside. I know looking in from the outside, you're thinking to yourself, we're in trouble. We're losing games here. But you know what? I get to do something about it. I can change it. That's my mentality. I still have it. As a player, as a former player, I still have that mentality. I can do something about it. I can change it. No matter how bad it gets. And hopefully the Suns players have that mentality right there. No matter how bad it gets, we can still right the ship. But for a lot of us on the outside looking in, it's very difficult. Because you don't have any control. You have no power. You have no authority. You have to sit there and watch it. So to me, the Suns, I could see them over-delivering and bringing back Kevin Durant before the three-week period. As a matter of fact, if we're betting, if we're laying down money right now, you don't know which how we're to. not, but I got a 20. <laughs> if, I, if I throw over under March 30th, I you're, you're not going to know what that means. right now, throwing it down as you're, a friendly wager You're going to owe that $20 to Lauren for your bracket Okay, challenge. 20 bucks. Yeah, so well, you, you, you don't actually I have think, 20 bucks. Well, I don't think she wants to compare brackets. I think so. she does. She has pretty um, good brackets. Well, not as good as somebody who's already got their final four. Yeah, except those teams could all lose on Thursday. Uh, don't hit. They won't, as we all know. <laughs> Luke. We all know. <laughs> so, what was my point? I, who I, I got 20 bucks. 20 bucks because 20 you think bucks KD comes says back. KD early. comes back before. When they said they were going to reevaluate, they said reevaluated would be March thirtieth. That was that was the three weeks. If you want to take them literal at their word, that would be three weeks from the day they said that. So here's kind of the, to set the scene in a different uh, light. They have to stay ahead of these three teams to avoid the play-in tournament. Okay, the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Mavericks. Now, there's other teams, but to me, those are the three. You've got to stay ahead of two of them. Boy, that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You got to stay ahead of one of them. You can drop behind two of them. You okay. got to stay ahead of one of them. Okay, one yeah. of them. 
Yeah. All right. Okay, those three teams right there, first of all, <laughs> the Clippers. What do you think of when you think of the Clippers? All right. Um, I think of Kawhi every other game. Oh, this is what I think. Stop it, Paul George. Uh, <laughs> I still think, honestly, of Reggie Jackson in that, that Western Conference Finals think, a couple years ago where the seriously. guy couldn't miss. Okay, uh, Golden State Warriors, all right. So they, they're capable, and then the Mavs. Just beat the Mavs. <laughs> Just seriously. Don't fall behind the Mavericks at any point well, in yeah. time. I mean, it's not just a um, you hate the Mavericks type thing. It's a, you're two and a half games ahead of Dallas. If they pass you, you're in the play-in. You cannot yeah. drop into the play-in. Hate is just a strong word. I mean, you hate right? I meant to the I'm listeners. I'm just saying hate is so strong. You dislike okay? the Mavericks. Just really, really, really don't like the Dallas Mavericks. I would hate to fall behind them, though, into the playing tournament because that's oh, not Oh, my great. goodness, that would be so bad. Let me ask you this. Why does it feel like why does it feel like the Suns roster was gutted these last few games? I get it. You traded a lot to get Kevin Durant, but if you just break it down for a second, you already didn't have Jay Crowder, okay? Yeah. The picks should not be impacting you this year. I'm sure the Suns aren't out there like, well, we can't hit a shot. Well, why? Because we don't have our 2025 first rounder. Okay, buddy. So it's not the picks. It's not Jay Crowder. So in terms of what you would have had right now versus what you traded for, it's Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges for Kevin Durant. Okay? Yeah. So go ahead and just say, if you want to say KD and Bridges are a wash, I mean, that's not really true, but Bridges is playing great basketball. So essentially you lost Cam Johnson, and it looks like you're a one- or two-man team. Yeah. What's going on? (laughs) I don't know what to say about that, Luke. It just seems like, again, this team is suffering from a malaise. And that malaise has everything to do with the fact they know this is not who we are. And when KD gets back, everything's going to be different. And yet they're playing games. And it's really, really difficult to go out there and play games with a mindset that is like that. Now, now again, I'm not saying they're going into games going, we, we all know KD is going to be back at some point in time, and so we're not even going to try. Of course they're not doing that, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about pros here. Pros. They're going out there with every intention of giving it everything they've got and don't care. We're going to find a different way to win without KD. But human nature is what it is. And when it's just you in the shadows creeping across the ceiling at 2.30 in the morning, that's as real as it gets. And the truth hurts sometimes. This is uh, Charles Barkley. This is on March 9th talking about how he was worried about the Suns. They're number four now, but they're only three games from... They're only three games from ninth. I mean, you think about that. One four in a row. They're, if they lose five games in a row, which I would, I would love to see their schedule, they could get... I mean, it's going to be very interesting the next month. When I'm in New York, I'm going to keep one eye on March Madness, one eye on the Western Conference, because the only sure thing is the Nuggets are going to finish with the best record in the West. I don't even know who's going to finish second. So Phoenix, by the way, home against Sacramento. That's, that's Saturday. That's a hard game. Then at Golden State. That's a really that's hard, a hard game. game. Home against the Bucks. Ooh, Lord. Home against the 
the Magic. Oh, at OKC at the Lakers at SAC, and that's just their next few games right there. But There's only one sure win. Nine at home there. and nine at home Which and one is seven that? on the, the road. Magic. <laughs> the Lakers are playing. Anthony Davis playing great right now. The, the Warriors are playing great at home. So uh, so far, he's been right. The Magic was their only win in there. Uh, but I will say this, Wolf. That was March 9th, okay? It's March 21st. For all the, the struggles that we've seen from them over the last you know week and a half, two weeks, they're still in fourth place in the Western Conference. Yeah. It really hasn't impacted them that much yet. They're, instead of being three and a half games up on the seventh place team like they were on March 9th, they're two and a half games up. But they're still in fourth. So it's not as bad as it has looked the last week and a half. No, I, I know that. What really bothers me, though, is the Phoenix Suns, part of their culture has been... Since Chris Paul showed up here, part of their culture has been sharing the ball, of course, as we all know. And not only that, playing defense. And even though they're number four in points allowed this year, and they're number six in field goal percentage allowed this year, yet those are really good numbers. They haven't been playing good defense over the last five, six games. They just have not been playing really good defense like we see the Phoenix Suns play and expect them to play. And that bothers me. Because right now you would think, hey, we don't have KD here. We don't have KD, and I think we all understand what that means, guys. we got to win games on the defensive end of the floor. Because we don't have Mikal Bridges either. And we don't have Cam Johnson. I, I don't know, man. It's a weird situation. I just want to see the Phoenix Suns again, the way that we know the Phoenix Suns. And I know that KD is coming back at some point in time. But you would think the emphasis on defense, especially knowing Book is the leader of this team. It's not Chris Paul to me. I love CP3. And he is a leader, there's no doubt. But the guy is Book. And if I'm Devin Booker, I'm challenging my teammates inside that locker room to come out and play defense better than what they have as of late. It seems crazy to say 46 points from Devin Booker's not enough. He's got to get the other guys going too, but that's also kind of the reality of the situation you might be in. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, where are the Cardinals ranked after the free agency frenzy of last week? Uh, We'll tell you next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And I'll be honest, it seems a little early for power rankings. <laughs> the season doesn't start for five and a half months. It's almost like I, yeah, I just wanted to throw some rotten tomatoes at the power <laughs> ranking. Well, here they are, okay? They're on NFL.com, and I'm going to read you like the top three teams before I get to where the Cardinals are, okay? Okay. So I'll, I'll count up. I'll give you a top five, okay? That's okay, a, number, top five. Number there five, you, okay. That seems like a goodly amount. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, number five. I see what you're doing. Who apparently, up. They apparently dropped from number four a week ago. I don't know what changed. Whatever. Uh, number four, Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Number four. Uh, number three, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, the Bengals. Woo, on the heels of Orlando Brown being signed, right? Uh, that's true. That's a nice pickup for them. Number two is Philadelphia. Okay, the Philadelphia Eagles, even though they've lost an awful lot of dudes. 
Still number two. Basically just the way last season ended. And then the Chiefs, they have it number one. Okay? Right. Now, okay. Let's, let's scroll down and find the Cardinals here. I'm in the teens, I'm in the 20s, I'm in the 30th. No. 32 oh. for the Cardinals out of 32. Okay. You know what? That really hurts, isn't it? That's a little. 32. It's a little mean. Ladies and gentlemen, there's 32 teams, of course, in the National Football League. And there it is, the Arizona Cardinals. 32. They dropped three spots from 29. <laughs> and here's what really hurts you. Guess who's number 30? The Houston Texans. <laughs> well, and this is before they went they, out and got uh, Dalton Schultz. And- they have the Arizona Cardinals looking up at the Houston Texans in this power poll. NFL.com, ladies and gentlemen. The Colts are number 30. What happened to the Indianapolis Colts? And by the way, if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I'm picking up the phone today, and I'm calling the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm saying to them, by the way, you're sitting there at number four and need a quarterback. We're at number three. And guess what? You're number 31 in the power (laughs) poll. Definitely reference the NFL.com power poll. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you're at the uh, power poll yeah, yet today in Indianapolis because you right you're 31st and we're 32nd. You need it. You know it. I know it. We all know it. What are you doing? You're going to let somebody else jump up at number three and take the quarterback you wanted? Is that what you're going to really do, Jim Ursay? I don't think Jim Ursay knows what he's going to do, but I can tell you this. The first sentence on this story that you brought up, by the way, for the Colts is, are the Colts lying in the weeds for Lamar Jackson? That has become a story over the last few days, which doesn't mean it's going to happen or that they even are lying in the weeds for Lamar Jackson. I know, it just keeps don't coming see up. that. I don't, I don't see that happening right there. I don't. What, that bold move by Jim Irsay? Is that it? A bold move where he's going to have to guarantee Lamar Jackson I mean, $250 million? He did hire a TV analyst to be his head coach last year. No, I know. I think that was an act of desperation, though. But this would be an act of desperation, too, right? How much of this do you think is somebody behind the scenes wants that out there of we don't we're not desperate to trade up to three. We'll just go get Lamar Jackson. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. That's what it feels like. You know, this is what PR does. This is this is they sit around and they think about this stuff. Hey, you know what? If we actually got a leak out there, let's make a leak out there. We're in the Lamar Jackson running. So as we're talking to, oh, I don't know, the Arizona Cardinals and the fact we might want to move up to number three because we really like one of these three quarterbacks coming out. We really like one of these three. Maybe it's C.J. Stroud. Um, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's it's Bryce Har- Bryce Young, Bryce Harper. Maybe it's Bryce Harper. You don't know. <laughs> maybe it's Bryce Young. You know, I, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. They could be doing that, trying to control the message and the narrative once again in hopes of letting people know we're not desperate. We're not going to sign or we're not going to go ahead and agree to this trade when we have Lamar Jackson waiting in the wings. Yeah, you know, he's a former MVP, and we could just go have him. Um, That's ridiculous. Can you imagine, didn't the Colts, didn't Indianapolis basically, isn't the perception that they stole the Colts from Baltimore if they then took Lamar Jackson from Baltimore? That would be a bit of a, <laughs> a, bit of a rivalry there. I don't know why it's been so many years I've... I hadn't even thought of that. Well, that's perfect. That's it makes why. perfect sense. That's what 30 for 30 will hey, be Hey, not you. only do we take your team. Now we're going to come back and take your MVP quarterback <laughs> when you get your team back. We're going to take your guy, too. You got anything else for us? <laughs> we, we could use, we could use oh a defensive line. Oh, my goodness. Line. That's brutal. Uh, this is kind of, a, a, I guess, a sense of 
the offseason so far because there have been moves and there have been a couple moves where I'm like, oh, I would have liked the Cardinals. Mostly to keep that guy. There hasn't been a lot of guys that have been signed where I'm like, oh, I wish the Cardinals would have gone out and gotten him. But there's been obviously a couple players I wish the Cardinals would have kept. But in general, it's not like there have been a ton of huge names moving around yet. And this is Max Kellerman on uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max earlier today. I think this is the biggest move of the offseason, including Rodgers to the Jets when that happens. Understand the ripple effect of this move. So they get Russell Wilson. They trade the farm for him. They give him a big Big contract, and the way he played this year, that might have gone down as the worst trade, certainly since the Herschel Walker trade, right? Like, but it maybe ever. Now they bring in a guy that's going to save the day. Like, you will at least compete now. And and the fact that they dug themselves so deep and now may really have a way out of it to make the best of it, I think it's the best move of the entire offseason. He was talking about the Sean Payton hiring. Okay. That's the biggest move. I thought he was okay. going to say it in there. He didn't. Okay, he yes. did not say it right there. The yeah. Sean Payton. Well, I could have said anything right there yeah, since he didn't specify. Um, honestly, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on this one, ladies and gentlemen. The best laid plans of mice and men off go awry. But it does sort of speak to there haven't been a like last year. There was a ton of huge moves, like player moves. Remember Russell yeah. Wilson getting traded and yeah. all these. I mean, there was a there was a ton this year. It's been more. What would you say the biggest player move has been so far? Javon Hargrave to San Francisco? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would have to say that. There hasn't been a lot of quarterback. I mean, I, maybe Derek Carr to the Saints, I guess. Maybe I should be more um, fired up about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't, that doesn't move no. the needle for me in a big way. You know, Jimmy G, uh, no, that no. doesn't do it. Um, maybe Cam Newton. Maybe Cam. Cam. Yeah, I don't. All these uh, randoms are getting jobs. You know, once, <laughs> once again, um, players, players win games. Coaches lose them. Players win games. I'm not saying coaching is not important. It is. It's it's very important. It's just not anywhere close to the players and having good players. That's what really wins games. How do you feel about the Cardinals? If you're on the Cardinals being ranked 32 in these things. I mean, I know it's not like hanging in the locker room right now, but... You know, um, I don't think you put that in the positive column. I don't think you do if you're a cardinal, of course. Um, but at the same time, what does it really mean? It means absolutely nothing. And it won't mean anything until you start losing games. Well, and you don't even have your roster together yet, really. You really, really don't. You're doing don't. a power poll right now. You're doing a power poll while free agency is still going on and you have the NFL draft coming up. You don't even know what's going to happen with the NFL draft. Or even after that, June 1, you don't know what's going to happen. But having said all of that, it's not a positive. We all understand that. It isn't. But to me, I don't care. For me, as an underdog person... And that's what I am and always have been. I look at that and I go, that's great. Yeah, you've got zero expectation for us. Absolutely nothing. Watch this. All right, we come back. We will stick with football and we'll get deeper into the Lamar Jackson story because he still hasn't signed a long-term deal and there are quite a few theories bouncing around out there. We'll get into some of those next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
welcome back to the show. I'm looking for one specific story for you, Wolf. And now it's gone. Seems to be a, a theme today. You know who's visiting the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, no. Calais Campbell. Oh, no. So he does still want to play. Okay. <laughs> and it's not like the Falcons yeah, but, are good. Uh, but, but, okay, he's visiting the Atlanta Falcons. That that doesn't sound promising to me. It sounds like they're going to do something. Well, okay, but I'm just saying if you really wanted him back, it's not like he's ring chasing in Atlanta with Desmond Ritter. Yes, okay. So Right. I wonder what he wants. That's what it all comes down to. How much money you're looking at, Calais? Who I love. What up, Calais? It does not specifically say how much money Calais Campbell wants. That would be an odd negotiating okay, tactic. That would, think be a, that would be still a little weird right there. Calais Campbell coming back. What are you going to pay him? I'm sure Calais wants to be paid. 36 is 36. Need that golden parachute going out. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is going to the Colts. Okay. So, wow. Okay. The Colts. Bill's the Colts a little making, thinner. <laughs> that should bump the Colts up maybe to number 30 in the power pole now. <laughs> well, sorry, Houston. You just dropped that's back right. down to 31. The Cardinals are sitting there at 32, but you know what, Houston? You're 31. That's right. Taste it. And I don't know how to... I don't know how to do this story without saying number 12 in Green Bay's name. Okay. Okay. This is uh, Mark Murphy. The Packers CEO. Yeah. Quote from him is, I would love you. And just to set the scene here, we have not said number 12 on Green Bay's name since the start of the show yesterday. Toad liquor. It's it's, it's, It's called toad liquor. (laughs) It's been an Aaron Rodgers free zone for a day and a half. Well, well, you just said it right Well, because because people need to know what they're not hearing. All right. Here's the quote from Mark Murphy, and then we're going to quickly get back out of the darkness. Well, I think it's pretty clear. Well, Anytime somebody says Aaron Rodgers' name on this show, yes. this song just starts playing. Okay, this song. Because it's this, supposed to be an Aaron Rodgers free zone. Yeah, by the way, it's <laughs> the Simon and Garfunkel version of this song. Which I know there's a lot of people out there who like it. Especially my age. Oh, the Simon and Garfunkel, I love it. This, no, Disturbed. <laughs> Disturbed is the best remake ever. And it's the remake of this song. So Aaron Rodgers, being the quarterback that he is, he gets the fluffy Simon and Garfunkel. Can we agree that whenever he finally ends up on a team, and that's the story that we will then have to talk about, we play the Disturbed version no, to end this? No, because we don't want to ruin the Disturbed version. So are we never going to play it? That's right. No, we're, no, we're going to play the Disturbed version when we want to. Okay, so but we can play that. we're not talk about Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. Okay, we don't want to We don't want to ruin the Disturbed version with the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers Rogers gets Simon and Garfunkel. A lot of people think that would be a, a compliment. <laughs> Well, I think we all know what those people are all about, Luke. I think Wolf just short circuit. I mean, please. I mean, I understand. No, I'm not attacking Simon and Garfunkel either. The the talent. This is one of the most. Tell me somebody got that reaction on camera. The just preposterous idea that somebody would like Simon and Garfunkel more than disturbed. Yeah, well, I think there was some spittle that flew out here. I'm sorry. We're going to need a window washer. <laughs> Anyways, okay, what's your point? <laughs> anyway, here's the Rogers quote so we can get rid of this. Garfunkel. This is uh, Packers CEO Mark Murphy said, uh, I would love to tell you everything you want to know about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, but I'm sworn to secrecy not to say anything. 
unquote. Wow. Okay. Thanks. Who Thanks, said Mark. that again? The, the Packers CEO, Mark oh, Murphy. Oh, my goodness, Mark. Okay. Um, I didn't realize it was so top secret. Yeah, apparently it is right now. I think we all know Aaron Rodgers is gone, so we're done talking about that. Is yes. there another topic you'd like to actually? Well, but I just talk would about? like to attack that quote for a second. If we all know what's going to happen, yeah, it's not top secret. All right, now on. Uh, he's trying Lamar to create Jackson. doubt. Uh, still, okay, he's trying to create doubt because again, the Jets are watching. I would bet your twenty dollars uh, that there's no way number twelve is back with Green Bay next year. There's no way. No way. No zero way. way. What what is what is more likely? The fact that the other thing. <laughs> the fact that Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Jets. Okay. Or the fact that the Colts are gonna move up to number three. <laughs> What's more likely? Uh, the Jets. The Jets is more likely. Oh, Somebody no, see, else can move me, up to number three. There's no way. Yeah, I know you. For me, it's, it's the Colts. You, the Colts are sitting there. We don't need a quarterback. We don't need no stinking quarterback. You're operating I mean. as if the Cardinals have the fourth pick in the draft now. <laughs> I, I am totally. We'll take the truckload. Thank you, Indianapolis. Um, okay. <laughs> you, you bring up the Colts because of the Lamar Jackson rumors. Here's Marcus Spears on Get Up today. Shane Steichen goes over there with a system that Jalen Hurts ran. And we saw an ascension of Jalen Hurts. They got receivers around him. Obviously, it put him in a position where this offense could thrive, built an offensive line. And Lamar Jackson is elite. Yeah, he is elite. He needs an offensive line, too. That's the most important thing. And the Indianapolis Colts had a very good offensive line until they were decimated by injuries last year. Yeah, that's, I mean, what was it, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly? Like two years ago, they were pretty much the cream of the crop. Here's uh, Stephen A., his theory on uh, on the Lamar Jackson situation. The fact of the matter is Lamar Jackson doesn't have representation, at least conventional yeah, representation. that's a great point. And so because of that, you not only have teams uh, that, that may be against, you know, trying to make him that offer because they know that the Baltimore Ravens can match, so it's like built-in collusion, for crying out loud. But you also have the agent community. Could you imagine, guys, if Lamar Jackson, without an agent, ends up getting 200 plus million in guaranteed dollars what's that going to do for a bevy of athletes out there who has representation in the you know in, in conventional matter as it pertains to the agent community you've got agents who have relationships with teams with executives with owners etc they're very connected they're very knowledgeable about their profession and what have you and if you find a way as yeah. an athlete to generate that kind of contract without them it would encourage, it would set a precedent and encourage other players to go out there without needing, feeling the need for representation. And you've got agents across the landscape, not just professional football agents, but agents across the sports landscape. Hell, even in this industry that are sitting there like, no, no, you can't let that happen. <laughs> Listen, there is there's a lot of truth to what Stephen A is saying, yet at the same time, I can tell you, Basinonians, you need that agent. You need that agent. You gotta have that agent right now as a buffer. You have to. Lamar Jackson might be able to pull this off by himself because he's a, he's a certain type of individual. Something tells me Lamar Jackson's confidence level is extremely high. Much higher than the average human being walking around out there. But you've got to have representation. Not only that, Lamar Jackson's going to hate it come tax time. 
Yeah, because that's, that's a write-off when you got to pay your agent. That's a nice, beautiful write-off. It feels like a big 1099 form if you don't have an agent. It's like that one form. It takes anything that should take two minutes takes an hour. Yeah. And just keep multiplying it like that. Here's Peter King. Yeah, I just want to make one more point in, in regard to what uh, Stephen A. is saying. The reason why you've got to have that separation is because a lot of times you'll sit there and you'll be talking to a general manager and he'll, he'll say, you're just not worth that. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you've got to start telling the truth. And you, you it's nice start, to have a buffer in there. You start getting beat down. You you better be prepared for that if you want to represent yourself. Well, I tell you this too. I mean, what you just said is very true, but it also it impacts the team because now as a team, you didn't decide for Lamar to not have an agent, but you have to talk like him like he doesn't have an agent because this guy's your franchise quarterback and he was your he was the league MVP a couple of years ago. So you you're 100% right, Wolf. If it's his agent in there and there's nobody else, you talk to the agent almost unfiltered. He can filter it for his client. Correct. But if it's Lamar Jackson in there negotiating, you can't say, look, dude, we don't trust you to stay healthy. Yeah. Or we, you're not the, you can't throw like this guy or that guy that you're asking for comparable money with. You can't really say that. Otherwise, even if you sign him, he's going to kind of hate you. Yes. And you don't want him to hate you. No. So a lot of times you're not even going to say what is true. So then you, you have to drag out for a year so and a half. Exactly right, which is one of the reasons why they are where they are. They love Lamar Jackson. I know it. John Harbaugh loves Lamar Jackson. Just can't sign him. Uh, Peter King, his theory on it is injuries. Lamar Jackson in the last two years has missed 34% of the snaps uh, because of injury. Lamar Jackson has started and finished one game out of 12 in December and January of the last two seasons. That has to be a factor if you're talking about signing a guy to a contract with a lot of guaranteed money. No one seems to want to talk about that, but that's the reality of it. When you hear all these teams say, we're not interested, uh, I can assure you that many of them, probably most of them, are thinking more injury and the recent injury history of Lamar Jackson than they are of guaranteed money. That is not a great stat. Did you hear that? Wait a minute. Did he, did he just say what I thought he said? He started and finished one of his last 12 December or January football games? Yes. That's that's what stood out to me out of that 38-second Oh, 38 my goodness. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. See, I, it's, you know, that that's the problem. That's why right now, are you really going to do this, Lamar Jackson? Let's just go get Lamar Jackson. We'll just sign him. That's all we're going to do. Boy, there's a, you better have a big plan behind that. Um, You know, and that's the other thing about it, too, is you, if you're going to sign Lamar Jackson, there's a certain type of offense Lamar Jackson needs to be in. And there's a certain human being that needs to have the qualities and the skills that Lamar Jackson has. How many Lamar Jacksons are running around out there? Not not a ton. But you've got to run that kind of offense, even when he's not in the game, even when he's hurt. So now you can understand the commitment that you're talking about and the money that you're talking about. That last it's, part it's, is a very good point. You, you have to stick with that even, and then he's not out there playing, so you have to find another quarterback that can do what he does and do it at a high level, which, like you just said, isn't easy. All right, when we come back, we'll get back into basketball, a question that Wolf asked at the start of the show, and then we had Jay Williams weigh in on it as well. Do teams still fear the Phoenix Suns? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.